The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Gents, I'm over here dancing. I love that intro song. Thank you for listening to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I am your host, Akila C. Thompson. I hope you all had a beauty-filled weekend and a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. You can listen to our archive shows on our website, keepingitbeauty.com. So some of you might be asking that are listening for the first time, what is Keeping It Beauty? Keeping It Beauty is a show for teens and young women in which we want to empower you to be beauty. We have redefined beauty, which is an acronym, beautiful, extraordinary, ambitious, unlimited, talented, and young. Myself, with my co-host and a dynamic lineup of special guests, will discuss anything and everything each week to help you be the best you can possibly be, to elevate your dreams, elevate your love, and elevate your life. So before we jump into the show and bring on our guest, I want to introduce our incredible co-host, Miss Monique Guncannon, who is a life coach, entrepreneur, speaker, and most importantly, a wife and a mom of the two cutest kids you ever have seen in your life. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Monique. Thank you. <laughs> they would love to hear that. I know. I know. Happy belated Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Same how to was, you. How was your holiday? I know the kids, I know your son is, is wrestling now. I, I'm oh, here. yes, he's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> he's winning, which is great, but he's wrestling, which for a mama, it's like, hold on now, hold on, everybody. <laughs> like, don't touch my kid like that, you know. So, mm-hmm. anyway, it's going well, and Thanksgiving was good. We normally travel or we normally host family. So, the fact that we weren't doing either this year and was quiet um, my mom cooked it was amazing and then of course uh, we <laughs> went over to Jerome's parents house and uh, had a great time with the kids and doing crafts and games it was like old school fun and so you just can't mm-hmm. beat it yeah yeah and for me it was I played it local and had a very cute Christmas with my boo Sean and uh cooked dinner and I hadn't honestly been involved in cooking the whole dinner in years so it was actually nice I made dessert and ice cream I love making ice cream so it was just really nice to um actually just 
having intimate dinner with him and had a lot of work to do. So it was, it was cool. It was a great holiday. I just cannot believe that it's almost Christmas. Like now it's, you know, we have today's what cyber Monday tomorrow mm-hmm. is giving Tuesday. It's like, wow. Like Christmas is almost here. Have your kids started bugging you about Christmas yet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, every TV commercial, um, every time we're somewhere. So it's trying to hold off, you know, we have to write the Santa letters. We have to get that done this week. Oh, I was actually just about to ask you that. So you are doing yeah. the Santa thing. Yeah, we they, we have to send those off, and then um, the elf will be back here shortly. So, uh, you know, Sneaky is coming, and yeah, his name is Sneaky, and so he'll be here. And I don't know, I, we don't never we don't know when he comes. So whenever he arrives, you know, it's just one of those things where we have to be like, okay, he's here, and then we have to clean up all his messes and stuff like that. Oh so that it, is it's so cute. Yeah, it's fun, um, but it, you know, it's one of those. Um, Sometimes I wish Sneaky wasn't so sneaky, but it's cool. Yeah. We're going to work yeah. it out. But it's, it's, it's beautiful because, like, I didn't grow up with, with Christmas. Like, my dad felt, I buy you guys things all year round. So I'm not going to take Christmas this one time of year to spend more money on you guys. So they totally spoiled that whole holiday for us. So, like, we would, I would be the kid at school when, you know, kids come back from the holiday and say, Santa bought me this. I'd be like, there is no Santa. Oh, you're the Grinch <laughs> who stole Christmas. Oh, yeah. See, I have to combat children like you every day, actually, to continue to keep hope alive. Um, but if you, you know, talk to Jerron, you would believe as well because the the face is like what are you talking about you know what, what, yeah. what's going on so yeah it's it's a lot of fun and it you know that level of innocence and um I'm looking for being free I think you'll enjoy you'll enjoy the experience yeah I'm- I want to bake cookies and you know <laughs> bake cupcakes for Santa and then like eat them when they go to sleep yeah like, I'm, I'm excited for that what you like it's always what you like <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm also really excited to this week being going to Jamaica this Thursday. I'm super Jealous. excited about that. Yes. <laughs> Leaving this, this cold weather to go to Jamaica. And normally I go every year to run the reggae marathon, but this year is special because I'm going to get to do a service trip and doing some eye and beauty workshops at the Hanover Educational Institute. So those of you that may be listening and don't know what eye and beauty is, visit our website, I am beauty. Inc.com and learn more about what the program is. But we want all girls and women to step boldly and confidently into their dreams. And we have programming that helps us deliver that and, and make that possible. And tomorrow is also Giving Tuesday. So please donate and help us. You can go to our website so that we can do this with girls all over the world. So let's go ahead and uh, transition. That was fun. <laughs> catching up <laughs> but let's transition right. to tonight's topic so if you missed last week's show you're in for a treat because we're actually doing a part two of taking leaps so i'm sure many of you listening may have a dream that you know may require some significant changes to make that dream a reality so you might need to quit a job you might need to move somewhere you might need to i don't know cut off your hair or whatever trying something really different 
to make that dream a reality. So while me and Monique know a little bit about this because, you know, we've been in corporate America and ventured into becoming entrepreneurs and just just creating things, you know, as we think of them. Um, I wanted to have a great friend of both of ours, who's just an amazing man who joined us last week and is with us again, Mr. Geoff K. Cooper, who is the CEO of Geoff and Co. And the, also the editor in chief of G Caribbean magazine, joining us all the way from Trinidad. Welcome Geoff. Hi, ladies. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Geoff. <laughs> As you can you see, funny, here. it would have been so nice for me to say, oh, I'm joining in from Jamaica. You know, where, <laughs> you know that would have been really, really cool. I, I should have thought about that. We should have found a way to get well, me to Jamaica. Well, that would be my situation and, next week. I will be joining I, in from Jamaica. So I'm, I'm truly kind of jealous. I mean, it's one thing to be in Trinidad, nothing against, you know, Trinidad and Tobago. But, you know, Jamaica is kind of a different place. Really? So, is it because Trinidad is home? I've never been to Trinidad, so I'm, like, really excited. It, you know, so. I hear about carnival and, you know, getting to do band and mosh and whatever all the things they call it. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it is because it's um, it's home, but also... Um, in many ways, um, Carnival is like the February, January, February, March. So the rest of the year, there are a couple of things happening, but it isn't as big as Carnival. So Jamaica wow. right now sounds just about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monique, and I think you might, might agree with that. You know, I think we should all be going to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this thing called, uh, you know, these kids. <laughs> yeah. on its way. I'm like, it sounds really amazing. Let's get these coins right first. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make sure that next sure. time we go, we sure. somehow get an opera, get something worked out where the kids can come. We, we you know what? Next That's the plan next December. I think that is that makes perfect sense. Um, it's a perfect holiday getaway. And perhaps you never know, you might want to spend Christmas in Jamaica. Mm. Well, you know. <laughs> that has, that, that, that has been a goal of ours to go and, and spend it somewhere outside. Yeah. 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 I mean, Jamaica is a good uh, Jamaica is a good idea. You know that good oxtail, that Akian sauce. Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> no, y'all making the people that listen hungry. <laughs> so jumping right in, those that missed uh, the the conversation last week might want to know, well, who is this Mister Gios? So I know you told us last week. I mean, give us really in the short. Of, you know, kind of who you are, migrating kind of from the from Trinidad to the U.S. and what you've what you've created, kind of stepping away from corporate. I might tell you a whole story for you, right? But <laughs> basically, <laughs> tell us about who is Geoff K. Cooper. Who, who is Geoff K. Cooper? <laughs> um, I am originally from Trinidad and Tobago, where I happen to be now, and um, uh, a little bit into high school. I um, and after I left to attend college in the U.S in New York specifically. And since then, it's just been, you know, I mean, my entire life has been sort of a roller coaster, a good one that is, um, not necessarily with ups and downs. It's been up and, you know, settling and then up again. So I'm really grateful for that. But um, uh, went to school, graduated from college, did a couple corporate stints, you know, at Goldman Sachs, PricewaterhouseCoopers, um, the United Nations. But for most of my corporate um, sort of experience has been at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And during one of the things I shared last week was that during sort of my, I think my fifth year there, you know, I sort of had a health scare because working extremely hard. And for most of the folks who don't understand corporate, especially big four accounting, 
um, it's a lot of work, a lot of hours. Loved, loved, loved what I did. And um, in giving my all to that job, I, I started to get the sense, one, as much as I love what I did, there was something missing. But what really led me to explore that was when I was called in to, you know, head to the doctor. And then all of a sudden I was told, you may have a rare blood disease. And that took me, uh, I should say that roller coaster started to go down. Uh, and, and in that month, I really started to ask myself, really, you know, who am I and why am I here? Because, for example, if I would have been told that, you know, you have six months to live, um, really, what would be the legacy I would have left having lived on this earth for how many ever years I was then? So uh, that really led me to found a nonprofit organization called the Calabash Consortium, which sort of worked with um, empowering young people in the Caribbean and young people abroad as well within the New York sort of tri-state area. And um, that led me to a young men's conference that we uh, hosted. And on a bus, this kid walked on, this young guy walked on in the Caribbean, that is, looking extremely dapper. And I said to him, dude, you look so GQ. Of course, um, he had no understanding of what that um, phrase meant, so he thought I was saying, you know, he was gay or some other, I guess, um, <laughs> insulting um, sort of reference. So I was like, no, that's, you know, that's a compliment. You look really, you know, cool, man. And the funny <laughs> thing is, you know, that really was the beginning of this whole journey I've been on for the past four to five years um, of my life which is um, founding G Caribbean Magazine, which is an international men's magazine with a Caribbean twist, a space or media that really sort of um, celebrates men in opera and connected to the islands. And um, we've been doing that now for three years. Um, the publishing house that really publishes G Caribbean Magazine is G Often Company, um, uh, G Often Co. So now I am moving into really being that full-fledged publisher. Um, so more of GF and Co is being sort of built upon and we're looking to do a number of different inspiring and in amazing things coming soon. So soon G Caribbean might be turning into, you know, something else or, 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 or something else may be coming up aside on along, um, alongside G Caribbean. So, um, so many leaps, um, I left yeah. corporate America to pursue, um, fully, the magazine um and let me tell you it, it was risky and you know one of the things that i said last week and i want to say that again is you know that was truly me jumping off the edge of a cliff and my big thing was that you know i knew god would catch me and the funny part is i was not caught i, I really found out that i had wings so i've been flying since and it's <laughs> such an amazing experience you know having you know faced with the fear not not it never left but running through with that fear and jumping off that cliff into, you know, limitless possibilities has been amazing. It has been very challenging um, as with all of our experiences. But I would say, you know, taking leaps are important in life because if you don't take leaps, you will never learn or feel or experience what it means to fly. Right. Well, we covered a lot last week. Um, thank you for... You, you really got a lot of a 50-minute conversation that we had in that. So thank you. We covered a lot in talking about, like, when do you know it's time to take a leap? You know, what's that aha moment? Dealing with fear, having support systems, all the lessons that we learn. And so th those of you that missed it, be on the lookout for it in a couple of weeks because all of our shows will be archived on iHeart. So you'll be able to hear that show, we, we, we hope, in a few weeks. Um, so how I want to do the rest of this is really just having a conversation about some things that in my research in, I know before I took the leap, I just did it. 
And I know we have people that are listening that want to take a leap and are really looking for guidance. So some of the research that that I I looked into after our last show had a bunch of different tips to support people around taking a leap. So I wanted us to just, since we've done it, to to really just shoot and 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 have some discussion around uh, some of the, the the thoughts and advice that I came across. So one of the things was listening to the voice in your head. Since when you when you have a gut instinct about something, trust it and follow it. You know, I, I'm sure there are many people thinking about there's some big bold move, and your inner voice is telling you to take it. So, I mean, Monique Giaf, feel free. Like, what what was that voice and what did it say to you? Can you agree that there was a point where um, you had this gut instinct and there was this voice telling you to do something that was probably like just insanely crazy? I know for me, um, in 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 my move from corporate America and having just got promoted to manager and and knowing all of the obligations that I had from you know having my house and um, you know a car and all of these like big expenses to how do I now walk away from a six figure job to go do something that's not clear where there's no blueprint there's no clear path there's no book that that's even could, that can tell me to do what it is that I'm seeking to do because it hasn't been done before. Like a lot of, I know what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to act. I wanted to model. I wanted to to speak. I want to like, there is no blueprints for that. You just kind of create it by doing. So I know for me, it didn't make sense then, but something was just telling me to, you know, just do it. And like, you'll figure it out and your gifts will make room for you. And they did. They truly, truly, truly did. The fact that we're sitting here to even have this conversation on, on on this show is such an example of how your gifts will truly make room for you in ways that you really can't even possibly imagine. Because I never thought that I would be to this point of even doing some of the things that I'm doing now. So how about you? I'll yeah. take a shot on it. Monique, you there? I'm there. I, I, I got you afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I got you. Okay. I'll take a shot. You know what it was? Um, and, you know, I, I would have shared this last week, but to reiterate, it's um, the voice didn't necessarily tell me what it is I was supposed to do, but it did tell me that where I was was not where I was supposed to be. Mm, amen. And the thing about it is I think so many people can, that resonates with so many people. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily clear with the steps in front of us. And you know what's funny? I, you know, I say that and Martin Luther King's speech sort of quote, you know, take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the staircase to make that first step is really apropos as it pertains to that understanding and that knowledge and that insight in that I knew where I was, although I was well paid at PwC at that point in time. Uh, although, you know, I, the perks and benefits were great. I was traveling. I was recruiting. I was doing a lot of great things. I knew within my core that that is not what I was sent on earth to do. And that also was not serving that purpose. So and when I say serving that purpose, I mean, sometimes you have to stay somewhere to learn some things to carry you forward. And what I was also sure about is that I had learned all that I needed to learn to move into the next thing. So that um, really, that, 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 that intuitive voice, um, and, and that, that for me I call the voice of God, 
which for me, I equate to our voice as well, our inner sort of like GPS, really was clear in its messaging and saying, you have to leave. This is not where you're supposed to be. Move into something. And it took me at least a year, honestly, to really get the courage to make that step and say, you know what? I'm not going to pursue this corporate gig that everybody expects me to pursue. I'm going to do the thing that I've been called to do, whatever that thing was, which I didn't know what it was then. Um, what I didn't know, it was about service and being of service and being a blessing and being, you know, uh, for me, a source of knowledge for people. So, um, and now I can articulate it by saying I'm a source of knowledge of, you know, of empowering knowledge for people. And that's what I do within the magazine. It's not necessarily some, you know, empowerment magazine, but we're, we're really giving people insight into things um, and, and that they may not necessarily see. We're teaching people how to dress, teaching people about their aesthetics, men that is. We're teaching people about other people who are doing great things that are inspiring them. So, you know, it's, 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 I see what we do as such, but I couldn't see that when I was sitting in, in an office, you know, six, five, six years ago. So mm. what I knew is the voice was very clear about what I needed, where I needed to go, which was somewhere other than where I was. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point to GF about, you know, not having all the answers. Um, you know, for me, my corporate experience was great and and I knew I was really good at what I did. And even the roles that I was placed in, I didn't, I always said, I don't want to be there even. Um, there is no blueprint. I don't want to go there. I don't know what that role does, you know, this, that, or the other. But there was someone who saw something in me. And I think the flip to that was eventually I had to see something in myself um, in that what I had to offer, that purpose piece you were saying, that I was just going to have to walk on, you know, this this faith, go on this faith walk to actually figure it out. And if you just continue to take one step each day, you know, it becomes clear. But before, like you were saying, I didn't have all the answers and I couldn't necessarily articulate what it was. I felt something. And I knew while I was good at what I was doing, that really wasn't what I was going to be great at. And so while I'm still working towards that level of greatness that I know is already there, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm working on getting there and all of that. And again, I don't have all the answers. Again, it's not perfect. Things don't just happen. You have to work really hard for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that was the difference of being in corporate. You had this big team around you. You know, I had mm-hmm. employees that did different things. So where I was, where I was weak, here was someone who could do that. Or I would hire someone for that. Well, don't have the funds to hire someone in the company. So now you have to surround yourselves with partners and support systems and structures and, you know, people that actually once you weed out those that aren't necessarily there for you, um, finding those people to actually support you and to carry you when you can't carry yourself. And so um, I think when you say, like, listen to the voice in your head, every single time I get on stage to speak somewhere, I still have those butterflies. But one person told me, as long as they fly in the same direction, you're all good because once Mm. you get up there, you're home. And so I always remember that before I go to speak. And at first I was like, you know, you're good enough. Like, what, what are these butterflies? Those butterflies are the level of perfection because I am in the business of changing lives. So if I get up on that stage, my whole heart goes into it. My soul goes into it because I am here for a purpose to help someone, to uplift someone. And that takes not only a lot of energy, but... It, it takes a lot of compassion to do so. So the butterflies aren't there because I have doubt that I can do it um, and, and I'm fearful about what my level of ability is, but it's more of I want to make the greatest impact on this audience that I'm speaking to. So mm-hmm. I think with anything that people are going into, 
you have the tools already there. You just have to figure out how do you, you know, make everything align. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's it's a trial by fire deal. And I think if you go back and think about your corporate career, it looked the same way. It just was less scary because there were more people around. So if people are looking to take that leap, I think they just have to, yes, be cautious and and you know, I guess proceed with caution, but with the same time, don't allow all of the fear that's there to stop you dead in your tracks. Just figure out how do I manage this just enough to have the butterflies fly straight. Right. No, it's so beautifully said. Uh, When you said that when you get in front of an audience that you're changing lives, that for me was it. And I mentioned this briefly last week and sitting in my cubicle sometimes and crying and feeling sick and and being malnourished because I'm working so late and I'm not eating and I'm not sleeping and I'm not taking care of myself and knowing and and there's been times where I've seen people carried out of work in stretchers because of what the job is doing to them and I realize like this whether I get this work done or not no one is going to die but me if I don't take care of myself and if I don't get myself to a healthy mental state in a place where I feel like I'm making a contribution. So that's so huge in being able to shift from a space in which I'm really not changing anybody's life if these returns or, you know, this projection doesn't get done properly. But when I get out on a stage and when I get on a plane in a few days to go to Jamaica, someone's life will be different because of something that I did. And that's the power of listening to that voice. So it's it's huge. I mean, both of you, awesome in, in everything that you said. And both of you kind of touched on with the voice, there's always the fear. And with the fear, what do you lean on? Um, something that I saw earlier say, you've replaced fear of the unknown with the sense of desire of what's to come. So what do you do, I guess, to keep yourself motivated and focused on that vision? I know some of us do vision boards. I know I have my vision board. I've seen many people write checks, like they'll write a million dollar check to themselves, from themselves to visualize getting to the point where their bank account will allow them to access that level of abundance to be able to do things of those sorts. So what actually keeps you um, focused on the desired outcome versus the fear? Well, I think the real deal is I have two kids that I have really big goals for, right? Um, that's mm-hmm. the that's the that's the like first thing I think about. But I think after that, um, it is it is looking at what the vision is for the future. Um, I have a, a a plan for the business, but I also have one for my family. And on those days where I might want to give up or I might say, is it worth it? Because those questions do come up. I have to think back to the people who need my help, the people at my kids' school, um, the the parents who've reached out to me and inboxed me with questions, the people that I coach that say, oh my gosh, if I hadn't have met you, then this would you know not have been possible. So I continue to keep those things in the forefront. But I also think that um, you know when you talk about visualization, you really have to think not only what am I doing, but how do I feel? You know, back to when you're saying, like, I felt like death, you know, and, and yeah. <laughs> I was not, not really here. I wasn't really present. That is what keeps me going. I have to remind myself of what my priorities are and what my values are and not to deviate from those. Because oftentimes we, um, we deviate from our goals because we're chasing money or whatnot. So I have to remind myself, it's not always about the dollar at the end of the day. Because yes, that pays my bills. Yes, that supports me. But 
I think there's a certain level of fulfillment that you have to have. So I could go out and chase dollars and cents all day. But I still won't have that level of fulfillment that keeps me healthy. I'll be spending money on things that I don't need. I'll be spending money to fill a void, all searching for that thing that I would do if I didn't even get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I continue to do what I'm doing, because no matter what, if if someone gave said, I'll pay all your bills, they never gave me a, a single red cent, but I got to live the life that I want to live as far as doing the work I want to do. I would be good with that. I think oftentimes we say, okay, what's here? What's there? What did I get to do last year? What did I get to do this year? Like, that's all cool and all. But if I wasn't fulfilled, then what was the point? What was the purpose um, in in doing all of that? So just staying passionate and, and reminding yourself of the why I think is huge. Um and, and understanding that the fear will never go away. Because if you're really doing what you should be doing, it will always be scary because it hasn't been done before because that's why you're here. And so when you put those goals into the atmosphere, you tell your friends what's going to happen and they laugh at you, you have to have something that kind of counterbalances that or a friend that won't laugh at you that says, I may not understand, but I'm still going to support you. Mm, you know, so Yeah. Geoff. Yes. Um, what keeps I'm, you I'm, focused on your focus? That is such a great <laughs> question because for me, quite honestly, it, it, you, fear is never really an issue for me on the periphery. I think it's more a deep thing that I tend to deny that I have fear sometimes, or rather it shows up not as fear, but as something a bit milder. So I'm always like, oh, I'm not fearful of that. But then I make decisions that kind of show up where fear is, is, is the driving factor. And what sort of keeps me uh, motivated is really being and hearing people who are on similar journeys um, say, hey, I'm on this too, or reading stories rather. So I always try to seek out a lot of um, motivational tapes, stories, uh, and things to just keep me motivated. Not necessarily, I actually have not, I did the whole check, write the check thing. doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it really doesn't. But um, you tried it. You know, I tried it. Uh, you know, I did. You know, the vision board. I can't even remember where the board went. Um, so you got to do weird. another one. You know, I got to probably I got to do another one. But no, I really realized like a lot of the physical things, right? The tangible things that kind of help you along with that isn't really mo- the, the motivators for me. It's really those um, I would say more um, experiential. Um, sort of tools um, that really help me. So, for example, I'm a big eye armor. Mm, and basically, um, what that means, and I think I'm the, like, I'm the first person I'm ever hearing saying that actually, because I actually said that for the first time um, a couple of months ago. I'm like, I am an eye armor. So, I'm very big on getting up and affirming who I am meant to be and what I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to do. And that really gets me going. Um, so it's not necessarily seeing a lot of the things because I tend to try to do that though because I see it work for a lot of people. And I'm like, if it's working for other people, it definitely should be working for me. Um, but I know what really gets me at my core is when I get up and I really attach my, my power to the words I am. So, you know, I am, you know, I am successful. I am, I, and, I, and I legitimately just go through and, and I also place a lot of gratitude around that. So I start moving from I am to say thank you that I am this. So it, I don't know, just something that really kind of gets me going. 
So I'm sitting in a room, um, or let's say I'm going to some ridiculously large or, or, or high stakes meeting. You know, I start off, you know, I am this, I am smart, I am intelligent, I am articulate, I am all those things that I need to be to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And immediately I move from that I am into thank you that I am. And it works for me. I don't need to see the check. I don't need to see the plane. I don't see the need to see the building. <laughs> because there's something about those words that I, I don't know, words have power for me. And you know what's funny? And I'll share this very, very quickly. When I was possibly, I think, 14 years old, I wrote a poem, What Words Can Do. That's what the title of the poem. And being a home, I actually kind of rediscovered the poem the other day. And it was amazing that at the age of 14, I wrote one of the most poignant things in my life because I really live by it right now. Whereas I really take words very seriously. You know, I take people's words very seriously, my word, but more importantly, the words that we attach power to. And so for me, I'm, I'm a big I ammer, And I would recommend that for people who may not um, get from the physical exercises what you know for me like likewise for me i'll do it and i've done it but like i said i don't know where the board's <laughs> the board is you know i, I kind of <laughs> the, the check I, like i wrote a check for probably what was it i think it was like 15 million dollars <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know possibly what i need to do is be consistent with that so i'm taking notes for myself here by the way and find that check and say, hey, you know, let me see if this is due. <laughs> but I think you bring up a good point, Gioff, about everything doesn't work for everyone, right? And so people That's can't right. be afraid to find out what works for them. And again, you tried it. It just didn't work. But you can't hold your head down and say, oh, well, I guess I can't be an entrepreneur because I can't find my board. Or <laughs> yes, I can be successful because the check didn't, the money didn't come in the year that I thought it was going to come. You know, so I think... Uh, we have to give ourselves um, permission to, it's it's not about failure, but permission to just try some new things. And if they mm-hmm. don't work, you accept that they don't work and you move on and you figure out what is the next thing that maybe I've seen someone try that seemed to be working for them. I'm going to try that. If that doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. And so, mm-hmm. again, you just keep giving yourself permission to continue to stay in the game, uh, which is the beauty of this whole journey. Um, and maybe you take two hours a week before you take the big leap to really focus in on what you want to do, or you take a few minutes a day to focus in on what you want to do, or you take you know some time to say, okay, I'm going to write down a vision for the week instead of a vision for the year. I mean, everyone's focus has to be a little different because we know that we're all motivated motivated by different things and um, different systems and different processes, and that is okay. So I like that you brought that up. Like that just doesn't work for me, and and yeah. you know there might be someone on the call that that really resonates with. Like, oh, okay, I'm cool, you know? Right. Uh, one thing that I wanted to um, to add was uh, faith that I think during this period is when I really had to work on my relationship with God, um, that I got needed to get so spiritually grounded because there was so much worry and, and, and worry depression comes and there's all these things that will be happening all at the same time. And I realized that I can't do it alone. So it's like, you know, if, um, if God, if this is for me, show me the way, and, you know, be my source and um, guide my steps. And that I really got um, really present to the power of 
prayer and the power of really manifesting things and speaking life to those things and watching them um, actually come a reality. So for me, the, the, the vision has been all these other things that I've tried, but I think the thing that resonated the most during this experience of, of becoming an entrepreneur really has been um, my faith in God. So in transitioning, because man, time is flying. Like we, yeah, almost, it is. <laughs> we got to go. go soon. Geoff had actually mentioned in um, some of his commentary earlier of the importance of like being around like-minded people. That that's one of the ways in which keeps you inspired. I know for me as well, surrounding myself with entrepreneurs and people that understand the struggle, <laughs> as we call it sometimes, right. so, you know, how it is to be in this game definitely keeps you inspired to know that it's not only you and it's nice to have someone to encourage you really having, um, more people that say yay and not people, not an over, an over ab- abundance of people that say nay to everything, but really having people that are yeses for you in your life and that really support. So little things for me, um, having like-minded people that support what I'm doing has been very helpful. And in this, this space also, I've also had to, I've, it's been a humbling experience and really allowing me to discover the value of partnerships and the value of connection. Cause I mean, I'm a very independent person. I don't like asking people for help, but as an entrepreneur with as big visions as we have, we need to understand we can't do it alone. So I've had spaces in, in which like I, want to know it all. And I don't even this weekend, I'm working on a proposal and I'm struggling with it. And I'm just like, I know I'm a, I'm know I'm intelligent. I know this can't be that hard. Why am I struggling with this? And sometimes just being with someone else can look at the same thing and be able to support you in a way that like, that's what they're, that's what the partnership and, and having people um, on your t- having teams and all of that is for So I had to like reach out to Monique and be like, look, Monique, I am struggling right now. Like I don't get this. And we got it done. Like I was so happy to be able to hit send on that proposal today. <laughs> and I wouldn't have been able to get it done if I didn't have like-minded people around me. So I don't know if anybody has anything else to add to that before I move to the next one. But I know for me, uh, support is huge in this um, journey. Yeah, I think it's huge. And I also think um, like someone had posted something on Facebook the other day and they put like their goal out there and their dream out there. And they said, if I were to say this, would you think I'm crazy? And I think there's a lot of people who, yeah, they do think we're crazy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We all (laughs) left great careers. Um, But I kept reminding myself those big buildings will always be there. My credentials don't change. I probably just get a little bit more seasoned in a few different areas. And uh, the, the, the reality is everybody won't like your status on that. Um, some people will chuckle. Some people will laugh. Some people will turn their heads towards you and be like, oh, this girl, please, you know, whatever. Um, but there will be those few that will say, I get it. And even if they're not cut out for it, they'll say, I get it. And you keep going and they'll sow a seed and that seed doesn't have to be financial. Um, and, I think it's it's just getting that point through to people that whatever your gut back to that first point is telling you, whatever that instinct, that internal thing is telling you, you have to follow it. Because when you were saying you were getting sick, you know, at your desk, I was getting sick at my desk, but it felt like I was going to implode. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it was like I was leaving on time and stuff because my, I, I made sure I left on time because I was like, I don't want to be here. I want to go do something else. Right. But I still felt if I didn't get out of that space and get to the space I belonged in, 
oh man, I don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to stroke out? Am I going to do whatever? And so I just, I hope that people take away that as scary as it is and as much as we don't know, and as many people that will laugh at you, and even for the people who are supportive, they're not 100% supportive. And our families are sometimes the least supportive. They know everything about us. They doubt us more than some of the, the strangers that we meet. And that is normal. I've talked to many entrepreneurs. That's normal. And I think people just have to say, okay, well, I'm going to work with what I have, and I'm going to prove to them that I have what it takes. Hmm. So true. Okay, I'm going to try to bring a whole bunch of things that a few questions that I was going to ask, like all in one. The next thing I was going to mention briefly is quit comparing yourself to others around you. I know I am guilty of this all the time. I always say, man, if I was still in corporate, I would be up for partner for right now and I would be making this and I'll be driving this and that does not work, will not help you during this (laughs) stage. You got to focus on the vision and and where you are and practice that gratitude that Geoff mentioned earlier and, and really just appreciate the baby steps and all that you have created thus far and stop comparing yourself to people because we're all going to get our journeys are going to look very different. Some things that might take somebody 10 years might take somebody else a year. And we can't allow that to impact um, us in a way where it would affect um, whether or not we continue to pursue our journey. Other things it mentions is, you know, celebrate what you've manifested to date. I want to actually couple these last two. Celebrate what you've manifested to date and also remembering that you're fabulous no matter what's in your bank account. Now, (laughs) as an entrepreneur, that whole (laughs) bank account situation, (laughs) it can get get pretty real. And I don't really feel very fabulous when my account is negative. I don't really feel very fabulous when my account literally gets to 0.00 in It will happen if a check that's supposed to come in don't come in or, you know, an opportunity that was supposed to happen. You had a contract and the contract fell through or, you know, you are dealing with other entrepreneurs and, you know, they got their own struggle and you caught up in the struggle. So it's so many different things that that can happen. But really in checking in that, you know, I am perfectly whole and complete in spite of what my current situation is and that this is temporary. So, I mean, I, I know the two of you could probably share, you know, your your bank account stories and kind of um, how you're able to stay grounded in that, you know, you're still the bomb.com in spite <laughs> of, you know, this is this is just one a step in the journey. That's right. Absolutely. It's going to be testimony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we can we can have we can have. Five shows. That that is the absolute yeah. truth. But I honestly speaking, really, you have to have the mental fortitude to understand that your situation, your current situation, has nothing to do with where you're going. Honestly. What I mean by that as it pertains to your financials. You know, you're investing in yourself. So if your bank account does not look like what you want it to look like, just know it's like a seed. You're planting and at some point you're going to reap. But you have to believe that. And one of the things I think Akiva stressed on and and mentioned, and I think I want to stress on, is the fact that you have to know that you're still the bomb.com. And if you lose that knowledge or if you lose that belief in that fact, because I believe it is a fact, you will find yourself shuddering, faltering, shaking, freaking out quite a bit. Because if it's one thing I can say is that there's always a way. There is always a way 
you know, and, and you know, many people, of course, will say, you know, God always makes a way, but there is always a way. Um, be it that it comes directly from God or indirectly from somebody else, there is always a way out of a financial situation. But the one thing I would say is to be fiscally prudent. You know, don't go out there, you know, it's Christmas and trying to spend thousands of dollars when you know you're trying to leave your job in January. Mm -hmm. That does not make any sense. So, Black Friday, you need to you know, stay yourself home. That's <laughs> right. Decide the Monday thing. All those things you ordered today, send them back tomorrow. That, you know, that, that, that's what you really need to grab hold on because you don't need all those things. If you, especially if you're about to take a leap. The one thing I know is there is mass uncertainty. So you really don't want to find yourself in a situation where you did not expect something to cost more than you have. It's going to happen. Things are going to come up because here's the thing. One of the things I mentioned last week is if you think of this journey as a boot camp, you know going in, you're going to be in the mud and the dirt. You're going to have to climb. You're going to have to pull and stretch and find fortitude where there is none to get over those obstacles and those hurdles because they are in there. But if you think this is going to be some feathery bed of ease, you're in for, you're in for some stress and some depression. So I, I say to you now, you know, all our listeners, like honestly speaking, you know, understand that this is a boot camp you're about to go through. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be times where you got to bend really low. There are going to be times where you got to jump really high. There are going to be times where you got to lift your body weight and five people with you. But if you know you're going to have to do that, you prep for it. So that, that's one of the biggest things for me, just the mental fortitude and the way in which you pursue and, and approach things. Um, my biggest thing as well is always perspective. You can look at things a thousand ways. Find the way to look at a situation or a thing that really is empowering to you. If it doesn't empower you, find a different perspective. Okay. Chad has given me, Chad is our engineer, has given us our five-minute mark. So I just want to ask you one more question, GF, because as I'm getting ready to go to the, the Caribbean and preparing my speech um, and having been someone that's not from the Caribbean, one thing that I want to ask you is what would you say to a Trinidadian boy or girl who has big dreams of becoming a millionaire and doing something that the possibilities of it may seem grim due to the current circumstances in like 30 seconds or less, what would okay. you what would you offer? <laughs> uh, first and foremost, I would say anything is possible. And I mean that from the very core of my being, anything is truly possible. And, you know, irrespective of where you're born, irrespective of the situation or the life you're born into, anything is possible. There are too many stories in the world of people who have come from absolute impossibility into, into impossibility, who've come from places where you thought, oh, well, nothing's going to come from there, and they made it. So no matter if you're sitting somewhere in the back of the booth, somewhere in the, the, the nether regions of the Caribbean or the nether regions of all over the world, there's a plan, there's a way out there that can be made for you, but you have to believe it is possible and you have to put in the work to make that possibility, you know, a reality. So, um, and I can get into examples, but in 30 seconds, my one thing is you've got to know this is possible. You have to believe beyond belief. And, you know, one of the things <laughs> Tyler Perry says, and I mentioned him, you know, Tyler Perry and Oprah, Mama Oprah, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's, you know, you have to get to the point where your dreams believe the dream. Mm -hmm. And I say that, in, and I mean that, because really, I never knew I would be doing what I'm doing today. Many years ago when I was just a kid in the Caribbean with long hair, which I don't have anymore, by the way. Um, you know, you have just, absolutely just, no just, hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being 
I, I have beard. Oh, facial know. hair and eyebrows. I have facial yeah. hair and eyebrows. But no, I, mean, <laughs> I never thought I would travel the world. I never thought I'd be sitting in a show in Paris at, you know, Yves Saint Laurent. I mean, it's, it, it, these are the things that have happened. And not to be boastful, but this is possible. This has been possible. And it's honestly because I, I believed. And quite honestly, the universe made, made way. Mm, that's right. Thank you so much, Giaf. Uh, for sharing your journey with us. Thank I mean, you. I so appreciate this. I know how busy you are. And for giving us your time two weeks in a row, I certainly appreciate it from my heart to yours. You are Thank most welcome. You. Thank you both. Seriously, to our Thank listeners, you. thanks so much for joining us. Uh, definitely next show, we'll open it up so people can um, call in questions and message because I've actually been getting some messages as, as I've been on the call. want to give a shout out to Jade who sent me a message through Facebook saying, oh my God, this is so helpful. I'm going to step out on faith. Girl, you step out on faith. Yay! Yeah. Um, and we also want to Do it. to help you and support you outside of the show. So visit us on keepingitabeauty.com. Sound off. Send us your questions and topics. If there's things you want us to talk about that can support you in your journey, please send us that through our website. Also, ladies, we have a coaching program that's starting in 2016 for women. So if you're looking to accomplish some goals around fitness, finance, starting a business, getting in a sexy relationship, developing yourself professionally. You definitely want to be in this program. It's an amazing 90-day journey that you can learn more about on our website at I Am Beauty, Inc. Also, our teen boot camp starts in January as well, which is an amazing program for teen girls from the ages of 10 to 18. So please check out our website and uh, definitely you want to claim your seat immediately. So please support us again in our mission. Tomorrow, again, is, is Giving Tuesday. Please, we would love to help you support us in our, in our international uh, journeys and, 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 and trips that we'll have coming up. Um, so you can go to iambeautyinc.com to, do- to donate. Um, a few nuggets before we leave you. Listen to the voice in your head. Replace fear of the unknown for the desire of what's to come. Use your I am affirmations, the gratitude, reminding yourself of why you're doing this. Get support from like-minded people. Quit comparing yourself to others around you. Focus on your desires and trust that if you pay attention to what you want, it will happen exactly as it's supposed to. Celebrate what you've manifested to date. And remember, you are love, you are joy, you're the bomb.com, no matter what's in your bank account. Follow your heart and do it. And lastly, we leave you with this quote. Don't feel failure so much that you refuse to try little things. The saddest summary of life contains three descriptions. Could have, must have, and should have. Good night, everyone. Be beauty. Good night. Good night.